0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I'm so excited that you have joined us today because I have the wonderful Ashley on today's show. And not only was she homeschooled, she is actually a homeschooled graduate. She is actually homeschooling her children as well. And then she also runs a very successful magazine and also a website called Homeschooling Today, And it's all about homeschooling. So you are going to be so lucky to be listening to today's episode because it is just going to be all about being deep down in the homeschooling world and really understanding what it is from someone who was homeschooled, is homeschooling, and also the amazing company that she has to share her homeschooling journey and other people can have resources and everything else. So I am so excited to introduce you to Ashley. Hi friends, are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from Hot Mess Express to fierce and fun, and let's get Hooked on Homeschool. Hi, Ashley. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. I am good. So we are going to have just a packed show today. So first, I wanted to start off with you were actually homeschooled. So your parents homeschooled you. And I think you're actually married to someone who was also homeschooled as well, right?
1: That's correct. And here's the crazy part. We met at a homeschool convention. Oh,
0: my goodness. At a homeschool convention. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this even crazier? Because I met you at a homeschool convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that uh, look at all these things. It's a God thing. Okay. So go ahead and tell us about your homeschooling journey. And then, of course, end it with how you actually met your husband. That would be sweet. I love learning those stories. Absolutely.
1: So my parents started homeschooling back when it was not popular and really took a lot of courage to take that step. They were both educators, so they never planned on homeschooling. But when my brother turned five, he was all boy, and he loved digging in the dirt and being read to. He loved bugs and baseball, but he hated to sit still. And he hated when my mom would give him a pencil and have to write something he thought he had done something wrong. Like, why am I being punished with this paperwork? (laughs) And so... She knew, being a teacher, she knew what was going to happen to him in the classroom, and she was like, I just can't do this. I can't do this to my son. He'll lose his love of learning. So she talked to my dad, and they decided homeschooling was going to be the best thing for the family, and I'm so glad they made that choice and took the courage to do that because I came along, and I have a learning disability. I actually have a visual perceptual processing disorder, which is a long way of saying that my eyes and my brain don't work together quite like everyone else's. So for me, homeschooling was this incredible gift of being able to be nurtured and grow and develop at my own rate and not be pressured or put in situations that I wasn't ready for
0: right oh my goodness and it didn't make you feel like you were not keeping up so you had no comparison you were just doing your own thing going at your own pace okay so this is interesting because if everybody's been listening to this podcast this will be the fourth time that someone has mentioned that either their child or now themselves actually had an eye issue it wasn't actually a learning disability. It had something to do with the eyes. So anybody out there that their child is struggling with something, it might not be have anything to do with how smart they are. It really could be their eyes. So I just want to say, make sure you get your child's eyes checked. And you probably have 20-20 vision is what I'm hearing. It's just under other underlying things, right?
1: So there's actually a type of optometrist that you can see that looks at the development. So they're called developmental optometrists. And they will actually track how your brain and your eyes work together. And that's how they discovered the learning disability and what was going on. My mom could tell that there was something happening that wasn't really working the way normal kids operate. So for instance, some of the clues or signs are reading takes longer, learning how to read, the kind of some dyslexia type symptoms, and writing was a mess, (laughs) which is crazy because I love to write. I'm I'm a writer at heart. And so growing up, I would write these stories and I didn't know that my mom couldn't read any of them because she would always tell me,
0: "Oh, this is awesome.
1: Tell me about
0: it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow." And that's so great because you grew up just thinking you were completely normal and you are, obviously, but you weren't thrown into a school where you're you are made to feel like you're not as good as everybody else. So you were actually homeschooled. You and your brother were actually homeschooled the whole time.
1: I was. I think my brother went a couple years in high school because he was a great baseball player. And so he played on the team.
0: Good for him. That's awesome. So your parents also owned the company, which is the Homeschooling Today magazine. So they opened that. Tell us when they opened that and how that actually played along with your journey. Because obviously, she didn't start that until she was a homeschooler herself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So the magazine began in 1992. So it's been around for over 30 years, which blows my mind away. So they started the magazine, and she, the goal with the magazine was always to provide encouragement and practical help. And we've actually kept that tagline because we feel like that mission that they had at the beginning is really what we're after. That's, that's our heart in it. But she was going to a homeschool convention in Richmond, Virginia, and decided to bring me along to help because she was speaking there and selling some books. And, you know, she had a booth there. And Alex's family, my husband's family, was there as well selling curriculum. They have a company called Geography Matters. So there he was across the way. Yes, he was across the way in the convention hall selling, you know, maps. So I pretended to be very interested in all that they had to offer. And he pretended to be interested in our booth. And we actually, our parents could see something going on. So they decided to have dinner and us come along. And it was great.
0: Oh, that's so great. Okay, so that was Virginia. And where were you guys living at that time?
1: I was living in Florida, about to move to California, and he was living in Kentucky. So it was long-distance relationship for three years, and then we got married. And I like to say it was a match made in homeschool heaven.
0: Oh, that is such a beautiful story. I love that story. So, did you end up ever going to California, or
1: I did. I lived there for a couple of years. Um, I was an athlete, and so in swimming, and I was on a team out there.
0: So you were able to be in sports. Were were you doing it through a school or was it an after-school activity, curriculum? How were you doing the sports? Because a lot of parents think that their kids can't play sports if they're homeschooled. So go ahead and tell us how that's a myth. It is
1: a myth. And in Florida, I know, I think they call it the Tim Tebow law, but I think there are other states as well that do this where you can be a homeschool student and still play sports for your local high school or middle school or whatever. And so I was a swimmer for my local high school team, and then I had extra time to be able to practice and and really be devoted to the sport because of homeschooling. I could do my school when it worked for our schedule.
0: It actually makes more sense if you're a competitive athlete. It it makes more sense to homeschool because then you can get everything done and put more time into your sport makes you better. That's awesome. Cause you can actually practice longer and stuff. So anybody listening, if you have a child that is excelling at any type of athletics, uh, homeschooling is actually really good for them. Cause they can get done with their homework by like 10, 11 AM and literally spend the whole time practicing, pitching, practicing, swimming, whatever it is that they want to do. So, okay. So then you moved to California, you moved back to Florida. You're in Florida now. So then your husband left Kentucky
1: We Yes, we lived there for about 10 years, and then we moved here. And we live with my dad. And so we love kind of that multi-generational home aspect for our kids to be around their grandpa. It's great.
0: Okay, so how many kids? That sounds so awesome. How many kids do you have now?
1: We have three. We have a seven-year-old, four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So it is busy around here.
0: Busy, busy. And you took over your parents' company. So now you are running the Homeschooling Today magazine, which is in print that goes to thousands and thousands of homes. And then you're also, you also work on the online, which it gets emailed. So if anybody wants this magazine, they can sign up and they can get it emailed to them. And you actually have a podcast as well called Homeschool Boldly. That's right. Did I get that right? Okay
1: homeschoolingtoday.com. We actually have a free digital version of our magazine. Always the current issue is available for free. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's homeschoolingtoday.com. And then our podcast is, yes, called Homeschool Boldly. And that really is at the heart of what we're doing. We're trying to empower and equip parents not to just homeschool, and like kind of dip their toes in the waters of homeschooling, but to really jump in with both feet and decide, you know what, we're going to do what's best for our family, whether that looks a certain way or not, whether we're looking around and trying to compare and all of those things that can keep us from really the type of homeschool that's going to be best for our family.
0: Right. And how does somebody, how would you say somebody figures out what is good for their family. Because when they first start homeschooling, they don't even know what it looks like. People try to emulate a typical public school day. So how does someone know if their family does better doing just a few hours of school? Or how do they know? Or if they want to travel a lot? How would someone know where to dive in and, and how to do that? So for
1: us, you know, we really rely on the Lord. We really believe that homeschooling is a faith journey, and it's something that we do alongside the Lord. We have kind of a mantra that says, you've got this, he's got you. So it's based off of 1 Thessalonians 5.24, which says, faithful is he who
0: calls you who also will do it. Oh, that's on your website, I think. It is. (laughs) It It is. is.
1: And it's so important to remember that you're not doing this alone. It's not all on your shoulders. You are crafting something uniquely for your family that God is going to help you with. And so a lot of families start off making it look like school. And, you know, that's an okay place to begin. But I would say doing school at home is different than homeschooling. Homeschooling is learning outside. It's finding out what your kids are really interested in and really diving into those interests, making learning something that's enjoyable. I still love learning today because of the way that I was taught. And it's the reading aloud time together as a family, the educational games that you can incorporate into your day. It's all of those things, the activities and the hands-on experiments, the stuff that makes learning memorable. Those are the things that we tend to throw off to the side because we're like, well, we really have a lot of paperwork we need to get done so that we can look good on the outside or whatever. And there is a certain amount of things that you have to do. But I feel like we get lost in that place. We we get lost in checking off boxes and filling out busy work and paperwork because we feel like we're trying to measure up to a classroom when the truth is that's not our measuring stick. You know, We need to be doing what's best for our family and, and teaching our children how to love to learn and how to think for themselves. Because if we can give them that, they will become lifelong learners. They're not gonna remember all the things that you teach them. (laughs) You know, we like to think we put these grand plans together and it's all gonna stick and they're gonna remember everything. They're gonna forget so much of the details, but they'll remember how they feel about learning. They'll remember how to be able to think.
0: Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. I'm actually finished a book called Raising Critical Thinkers by Julie Bogart, and she talks about that exact point that when you go to school, it's narration. The teachers are telling you what you need to know and what you need to learn for the test. So I think that is such an excellent point that you bring up from someone who's got a black belt in homeschooling that it's so important for us to teach our kids to want to learn and not just memorize facts because there are a lot of people who get straight A's and they're memorizing facts, but who's to say they may be critical thinkers, but for the most part, the majority, they're not critical thinkers. So what does your day look like as you incorporate some of these really fun and interesting homeschooling concepts at your house?
1: Yeah. So one thing that I love maybe the most about homeschooling is first thing in the morning, because I think about all the people who first thing in the morning are getting up rushing out the door trying to get the toddler dressed trying to get everything in order and remember all that they need for the day and i mean it's stressful just thinking about it and how you know rushing children is so challenging and frustrating it's like
0: herding cats it is <laughs> it just it doesn't so work is.
1: <laughs> so i love the fact that we get to wake up slowly and enjoy the morning developing around us we usually my husband and I are usually on the back porch, you know, kind of having our coffee, talking to each other, and the kids will come out, and we, we sit and we listen to the birds, and we, we talk to each other, and we enjoy being there together. And then, okay, it's time, you know, to get breakfast going, and we can do that peacefully, and I usually have some music playing, and that's kind of how we start our day. Then from there, we'll go on and usually spend some time outside. I have very active boys, so we need to be outside a lot. We need to be moving a lot, taking breaks for activity. And we'll come in, we'll do some reading aloud together on the couch. And the kind of conversations that happen from that time always amazes me. The things that the kids bring up and the rabbit trails we take, you just can't plan for. And they're wonderful. And those are the questions that are burning inside of them. The ones that you want to answer, the ones that they'll remember because it was from their their heart, their experience, or you know what touched them about the story. And so we have time for those things. And we have time to be creative. I think creativity is one of the most important things that we can allow our kids to be. And it takes time to do that. You can't just be like, OK, you have 30 minutes. Be creative.
0: Yeah. Here's an art lesson. It's 1030. It's art time. Sit down and do that. I think a lot of parents feel that there has to be this huge, big reason to pull their kids out of school, right? Like something drastic has to happen. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you just feel it in your heart, if God put that in your heart that you just want to, I tell parents, just do it. What What advice do you typically have for parents
1: Well, I think that's one of the biggest things we run into is people who think that they're inadequate for the job. You know, a teacher in a classroom is going to do a better job. And I just want to dispel that myth because home is the best place to learn. And I'll tell you why. Do you learn well when you're under pressure? Do you learn well when you're in a situation where you're not feeling relaxed or comfortable? No. If you're trying to learn something new, that is not the environment you want to be in. You want to be in a place where you feel relaxed, you feel safe, you feel like you have a good connection with the person who's teaching you. Our brains actually can absorb information better when we are connected with the person who's teaching us. So how much better do you think you can absorb that information if that person loves you unconditionally?
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so true. And we say teacher, but I think nowadays your child is having multiple teachers like they might have 6 or 7 teachers so that means you're sending your child off to school hoping that that all your those 6 or 7 teachers all have are having a good day are all giving your children good energy are they feeding them christian or biblical values that you want on top of that so there's so many things so many reasons for wanting to be there with your children so that they can be in a loving and learning environment. So I guess those two things go hand in hand. Loving environment creates the learning environment. So what would you tell parents that want to homeschool? Okay, they're like, I want to homeschool, but my child says, no way, mom, do not pull me out. I will be bored. I won't know what to do. I will not like it. You're being mean. You're pulling me away from my friends. What what advice would you have? I think I would
1: say let's paint a picture. Paint a picture for them of what homeschooling can look like because people think it looks like isolation or that you would have less time for friends when the truth is, hey, let's let's customize what you're learning about. What would you want to learn about? Okay, now let's let's look at what your schedule would be like. You're not gonna be waking up at 6 a.m. We could wake up at 8 a.m. We could feel it out. I mean, let's let's see what we want this to look like and paint a picture for them of something that draws them in that wants makes them want to join and i think being a partner in their learning instead of seeing ourselves as the answer giver or the the teacher who's just feeding information we're a partner in learning and so we can join in in that learning time with them and do field trips and talk about the fun stuff that makes homeschooling amazing I really think that kids will want to be in that place. In fact, when I was on the swim team, you know, I would show up and they'd be like, oh, you're so lucky. You get to be home. You get to, you know, da, 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 da." So in my experience, a lot of those kids really wish that they had the experience that I had.
0: Yeah. And that's so beautiful. I love how you said started out with let's paint a picture. Because now you're actually asking for feedback from your child and they get to tell you what the answers are. And they might say things like things that you didn't even know. You're thinking it's because they're friends, or you know, you're you're they're saying, Mom, I don't want you teaching me. You don't, you know, you're not gonna be able to teach me anything. But you say to them, hey, let's let's do this together. I'm gonna be right by your side and I'm gonna learn it together with you. And it might create such A beautiful relationship, especially if you have a teenager that maybe you're not, you're at odds sometimes, or you're just not having that strong relationship, they're gonna be gone in a few years if you could try to have them help you maybe they get to pick the co-ops that you get to join or you can tell them hey we'll go on the field trips that you've always wanted to do that i'm too tired to do on the weekends and without your siblings and we could do more one-on-one things so yeah ask that's a great idea just ask them what would make the journey better if you if i were to homeschool you so that's really great what what are some other homeschooling advice would you say you give that you'd love to for parents to hear
1: so I think the thing that people question the most is, are they doing enough? The parents are always worried about, you know, am I, am I really giving them what they need? And that's where we have to fall back on the truth, which is God has called you to this, so he will give you what you need and what your children need. And what they don't need is for you to constantly be afraid that you're not doing enough. Because when we do that, we let fear drive and it drives us to correct more than teach, and it drives us to pull out the red pen when we don't need to, and it and it drives us to really force our kids to do too much and pressure them. So fear has to become something that we overcome when it comes to homeschooling. We can't allow fear to be the main thing that's in the middle of it with us. So I'll tell you a story about two homeschooling families, and these were real-life homeschooling families. One of them decided to take a more gentle approach to homeschooling, and um, they made it more about family. They made it more about making learning enjoyable. And so, yes, you maybe you do a few less spelling sheets or you cut some other things short so that you can have more time for the hands-on learning. People don't realize if you're going to make that a priority, you're going to have to not do some of the other things. So it always weighs in the balance and fear is usually the thing that pushes people to throw away the hands-on activity and do the other things. So this family decided, you know what, we're going to make this about being a family together and enjoying learning. The other family decided that they were going to make it about productivity and making it as advantageous for their kids as possible. So they were always doing something. The mom was always looking for the next best curriculum, right? And she was always feeling that need to add in more. So they would do language classes and they would do all these different things to fill in the day. And in the end, the children who grew up from that family and had kids of their own decided they didn't want to homeschool their kids. And the other family, whose children grew up and had kids of their own, they all decided so far that they are going to homeschool their children. And for me, that is such a good reminder to say, okay, what are we really valuing here? Because if we're valuing the right things, I think that our kids will feel that and they'll be able to see the bigger picture of what homeschooling is all about. And if we're only focused on academics and checking the boxes and getting everything done, then your kids are going to be like, well, I could, that could happen anywhere. Why does it, you know, it doesn't need to be at home if it doesn't look different.
0: Wow. That's such a beautiful story. And, and also you can reach out to your community. I think having a community is also a big thing because if you have, if you are around a whole bunch of homeschooling moms, you're going to find out that there's going to be parents that do a lot more than you, but you're also going to find out about parents that do a lot less than you. So where would you say that you fit in as a mom? Are you one of the moms that real, a little bit more structured with academics or are you more of an unschooler? Where would you say, or you don't label yourself, you're just kind of?
1: So I would say we really focus on natural learning and a lot of that comes from principles by Charlotte Mason. You talked earlier about kind of the foundational things like for people when they start considering homeschooling, I think you need to find a philosophy what philosophy do you go by? So Charlotte Mason and natural learning is a philosophy of education that I really believe in. And I think that's the way that God created us to learn, learning about the things that are around us, making learning um, something that's going to be enjoyable and really connect with your child, giving them those tools and skills to think creatively and critically and being that partner in learning. So that's a lot comes from the Charlotte Mason method. And a book I would really recommend anyone interested in this that sounds like it might resonate with them is called For the Children's Sake. And it's an incredible book kind of about the Charlotte Mason method and really valuing the child because there's almost two philosophies out there. It's like your child is an empty bucket in need of being filled and our job is to fill the, the bucket. Charlotte Mason and and others have a different philosophy where the child is incredible Creature created by God and already has so much in them that you're pulling out. They have a destiny, they have something that God has placed in them, and you get to be a part of it. So you're not making the person, the person's already been made. Yeah, you're that's there so beautiful. Going yeah. along with them in the journey.
0: That's so great. Well, I will go ahead and link that book in the show notes. I'll also link your website, how they can get a hold of you, how they can find you. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the show. I think we've really uncovered some really great things. And is there any last thing you want to share? Any words of wisdom that you have for parents and families that want to homeschool?
1: I would just say homeschooling is an incredible adventure. And I would encourage anyone listening who feels that kind of prick that maybe this is What's going to be right for your family to follow that? Because I think God is really calling people to homeschool their children at a time like this. And I would just reiterate that faithful is he who calls you and he'll bring it to pass. It's not on our shoulders. And please feel free to check us out. And if you need encouragement and support, Homeschooling Today magazine will be there for you.
0: Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hi friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!